welcome to the HQ Fit Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephen Slack. Today we have Morgan Jacobs, master trainer and head strength coach of The Garage, and we're going to discuss the mentality and the mindset you should have as you approach your training, more specifically your at-home training, and different strategies you can use to maximize this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. So, uh, how long have you been training? Well, you know, I, I started out, you know, getting into training um, later on in college. Um, I got the opportunity to intern um, at the University of Kentucky Strength and Conditioning. Oh. Um, so, I worked a lot with um, the baseball team there, soccer team, volleyball. Um, and that's kind of how I got introduced to training. Um, but it wasn't until I moved to New Jersey, um, from Kentucky that I really started, you know, doing it myself on a personal level and then in a, um, you know, a, a gym level, like, you know, group personal training. So um, I would say 2014, uh, when I moved to New Jersey is when I really started getting into all that. So it kind of, the first introduction was with athletes. Yes. And then you start going into like your normal everyday clientele was it a tough transition um yeah actually it was um for me because you know you or at least I got used to you know training for performance and um which is great um but as as you know and you know as I came to find out you know that was not the case with uh the clientele um you know at HealthQuest or you know (laughs) from a personal standpoint you know um, their goal is just to, to move better, to feel better. Um, you know, and whereas with the athletes, it's like, all right, you, you get them in, um, you're doing the explosive, you know, powerful based stuff. And really with most of my clients and, you know, um, when I started out and even now it's like, that's, that's not what they want. No. Yeah. It's like before you were kind of working towards performance or max performance. And now it's like, Hey, let me get my fitness goal. Let me absolutely, you know, (laughs) so a lot of it was just, you know, all right, let's, let's take a few steps back. Um, you know, I remember my first client, it was, you know, she came off of say, I think it was a hip surgery. So, so her, her goal was just to be able to, you know, get, get up from a chair, um, you know, more easily than, you know, before. So, that was, that was just, it was very eye-opening for me and it, it took a little bit, you know, I had to learn some things in that regard, um, before I could, you know, really say I'm, I'm kind of somewhat comfortable with this. Yeah. That's cool though. It probably, anything that stretches you like that, it makes you have to think a little harder. And Absolutely. Faster. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I really had to strip things down and, and, and kind of take a step back and be like, all right, this is a completely different, you know, I've got to approach this in a completely different way. Um, you know, as, as opposed to, all right, we're, we're, we're going, we're going crazy here. We're getting, you know, box jumps in today and all this <laughs> other stuff where yeah. that's just, that wasn't going to happen. Wasn't good. Yeah. So, so then, uh, kind of another question just to kind of get a little more background on you. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite training memory? Um, I would probably say, um, so I had a client at one point, um, she, 
had a very low um, body fat percentage. Um, you know, one of those things where, you know, it was, it was, it was not healthy. And, um, you know, as you know, with the female clientele, um, and even with the persona behind like, you know, female training and and eating, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. this, this whole thing of like, you know, less is more from a, a nutritional standpoint. And then from a training standpoint, it's like, well, I have to just go crazy, you know, hard all the time. I gotta get my heart rate up. Um, you know, I have to have a, you know, or I have to be just super, super lean. And it was just one of those things where I had to sit down with her and say, Hey, we have to change your mindset. And, um, that was hard. (laughs) That was, that was, that was really hard because, you know, she had to trust me that Mm -hmm. I, I had her best interests in mind and all the stuff that she had heard, whether it was from her friends or, stuff that she read online or whatever the case may be was kind of turned upside down. And, um, you know, initially I think that, you know, there was a little bit of, um, blowback as far as, you know, not necessarily wanting to go the route that I was saying, but eventually in the long run, you know, she came around and, you know, it was, she was very thankful that I had that tough conversation with her because I'll be honest, it wasn't comfortable. I mean, it's, 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 it's never comfortable to approach someone and be like, Hey, we've got to totally change your mindset and what you actually think. Um, like what you think is good right now is not right. And, and I, and I think the, the, the thing for her and for a lot of these um, people that I deal with and and just maybe the females in general was, you know, I was like, listen, we need to put on weight. You need to put on weight. And that was, it's, I mean, everything that you hear coming out of, you know, this country and even across the world is, you know, it's this obesity epidemic. And to hear that, you know, she needed to put on weight was, was really eye-opening and something that was just way out of left field for her. Um, so that was, that was hard, but she finally came to the fact that that was something that she needed to do. I mean, there were other physiological, um, markers for her that were coming up and, you know, that weren't good that were actually, you know, a byproduct of, you know, her needing to put on weight. So, um, I would say for me, that's probably one of my best training memories. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, people don't realize as a trainer, we're, we're actually called to, if you're a good trainer, you have to do difficult moments. You have to call people out sometimes. Sure. We give encouragement as well, which is a big part, but you have to be willing to treat the person like a human being, like the way you would want to be treated. Absolutely. And, you know, somebody to be true. Right. And it's, it's those, those tough conversations that, you know, can really have one of those things where, listen, I, I, you know, this might be hard for you to accept, but I I have your best interest in mind. And it's, and at the end of the day, the client, the member, whoever, you know, I feel like you you need to portray to them that you, you, that that you, you, that they trust you. Mm-hmm. And that you have their best interests in mind, and you care about them. I mean, that that's that's really yeah. what it boils down to. Yep. Yeah, it's a that's a huge thing because this is a very. Uh, I mean, we're we're as our industry, we're dealing with people's bodies, we're dealing with yep. their lives. Yep. Um, and so there has to be a huge trust thing. The fact that that turned out in a way that was productive is awesome. Right, and and you know, like I said, it wasn't an overnight thing. You know, this this took months um you know because like like i said there was a little bit of um you know um blowback from or you know not wanting to go that that route and um but eventually all all ended well yeah 
I'll, I'll end this on that. Uh, my my mom always said, "Only your true friends tell you when your face is dirty." Absolutely, old, old Sicilian proverb. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. That is yeah. so true. So uh, I want to kind of change gears here, and I, I want to talk about uh, a lot of us are quarantined at the house, yep. and we're stuck doing at home workouts. Yep, stir crazy. Um, <laughs> seriously. Uh, but what's some of the most important things to focus on when doing an at-home workout? What do you think? Um, I would probably say number one is, you know, technique. Um, and and this, this isn't just for home stuff. This is for in general. I mean, just understanding te- technique and being aware of your body and space. So, you know, if you have something like, um, you, you know, you're set up where you're at, where you have a mirror, um, of some sort, and you can kind of have, you know, some semi feedback from a mirror or something. Um, I think that's really important for technique. Um, you know, obviously, if you're a client, you've worked with a trainer before, it's it's easy to have that trainer give you feedback on, you know, positions and what's good and what isn't. Um, unfortunately, in the position that all of us are in right now with with how the world is, you know, when you're at home, for the most part, there's really not any of that feedback. So mm-hmm. it's having the knowledge base to be like, okay, you know, is, is, does this feel right? Is this a good exercise for me? Um, just really tapping into how things are feeling. I think that's really, really important. So that's, that's the kind of the first part to it. And then I would yeah. say the second part to it is just uh, after that grabbing things that, you know, could work with say whatever exercise that you're doing, because as most of us, you know, know, and, and most of us aren't, you know, at disposal of having a vast array of dumbbells, you know, kettlebells, bands. So you kind of have to be creative in that regard. And, um, you know, being educated is something that I think is really important to being creative. Yeah. So it seems like you touched on two really important parts. The first kind of just being aware of movement quality. Absolutely. Well, it, it seems like especially in this day and age where like exercise is just kind of another thing you do, you force in, you know, let, give me 10 reps of this, right. give me whatever. And, and we lose the mindfulness of movement. Oh, is that what you were kind 100%, of 100%. You know, I've, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, and this is one of you know the mantras of um, some people that I ha- take high regard in the fitness industry is, is train with a purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel that, a lot of people just go into training um, as, you know, quote unquote, working out. And, you know, I I just I'm not a fan of that that term of working out because I feel like working out isn't something that has a goal in mind. And I feel like when when we talk about training, I feel like that portrays something that has purpose, it has a goal. You know, it's it's kind of, you know, a progressive term in my in my opinion, um, yeah. whereas, you know, when people say they're working out, it's like th- kind of filling time. And yeah. I feel like that's something that, you know, shouldn't necessarily be looked at in that manner. Yeah, it's like mindless. Movement. Right. I, I totally I, I can't. I can't vibe with that, that kind of mentality of just <laughs> just like you said, working out. I think you said it perfectly. Right. Um, now, the other part you touched on was, you know, using things around the house, how to, you kind of touched on progression and regression or a fancy way of saying, make things easier, make things harder. Absolutely. Can you kind of uh, dive down into what does that actually mean? Progression, regression? Um, it's really just trying to understand, you know, 
what works best for your body, your um, ailments, you know, your ability. Um, you know, for instance, let's, let's take a squat. Um, you know, if you're struggling with the range of motion on a squat, and as, as you and I know, for the most part, you know, you want to get to where your knee joint and your hip joint are either, you know, in alignment, meaning your quads or your lower body is somewhat parallel to the ground, or, you know, best case scenario, you have the mobility to be able to have that hip joint, um, surpass your knee joint when you get down to the bottom of the squat. Now, a lot of things factor into range of motion and, you know, like, you know, for instance, like maybe say you can't get down to parallel. Well, you know, why is that? Um, yeah. You know, it's, it, it really goes back to the fact of, you know, what are you feeling? Um, you know, why, why can't you get down parallel to the floor? Does, is there pain coming into, you know, the fold here at some points of the range of motion? Um, are you feeling tightness anywhere within the hip joint or say within, you know, your back or your knee? Um, it's, it's just really about being hyper aware. Um, and, and after asking yourself this kind of myriad of questions, um, if you're really tapped into your body, maybe you can deduce if you should progress with the squat with, you know, going down lower. If that's, if you have pain, you know, that's probably something that's not best for you. Um, it's kind of that mindset. So, you know, let's yeah. say that you get down to a position with the squat where, you know, you're parallel to the floor, things are good. Um, you know, you do say for, for instance, a set of 10 and things feel great. You know, it's not super, super hard. Um, you know, maybe we're looking at a, a progression from there. Um, let's say that if to make things harder, you know, you, you throw in a pause, um, you know, you throw in a, something where when you're going down to the descent of a squat, you're going down for say a five count. Um, it's things like that. Um, as far as a progression standpoint, from a regression standpoint, I would say if you're having issues with pain, um, you know, with the squat, you know, maybe not even getting down to parallel. Maybe it's one of those things. That, hey, let's 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 delve into a little bit more about, um, you know, why is that pain arising maybe in your hip or your knee? And maybe the squat isn't necessarily something right now that's a good movement for you. Um, so then you kind of have to peel back the layers a little bit and say, hey, all right. So if the squat isn't something that's good for me, what is another lower body movement? where I'm getting the musculature involved in the squat, um, where I can also get that musculature involved with something else. Um, so a regression of say a squat would be something like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna use your, your hands or your, your arms on say a structure, let's say the a column of some sort. And you're gonna use that column as a, you know, as an aid as you come down possibly into like a quarter squat, or if you have something like a band, um, maybe attach that band along a column and, you know, step into the band, have that band kind of behind the back of your knee and do what's called terminal knee extension, where, um, you know, you're basically extending that leg fully and squeezing those quads, but you're, you're not getting, you know, the whole coordination side of things or maybe the pain that would arise in the squat. Um, so hopefully, you know, that gives, you know, you a better idea of some idea, like things like regression and progression, yeah. either stripping things away and taking things away, but also trying to be mindful that we want to hit the, the same, you know, um, musculature with, with that movement, or if things are easy, you know, 
progressing in a maybe adding in a pause, um, adding in some tempo or adding in maybe even some more resistance. Um, those yeah. are some those are some ways that, you know, you, you should think about regression and progression. So would you say that some of these uh, are, are clients or people who are now trying to work out at home uh, kind of would struggle if they're not being intentional? Ab- Again, absolutely. I, yes, I, I think that it goes back to, you know, having that mindset of training with a purpose and really being, um, you know, mindful about not only a um, the exercise that you choose, um, but B, why are you choosing those exercises? You know, why, why yeah. is that good for you? And it all kind of, you know, is wrapped around what is, what's your goal? What, yeah. what are you trying to get out of training? Is it, you know, is it your training for a, a 5k? Is it, you know, you want to be able to, you know, play with your, your kids or play with your grandkids um, and, and have a better work capacity and, you know, not be able or, you know, be able to last more than 15 minutes with them. Um, it really just boils down to the why. And for yeah. us as trainers, um, I feel like really getting down to understanding that why is so incredibly important. Because like I mentioned mm-hmm. with my favorite training memory, um, a lot of this is psychological for so many people. And um, whether they know it or not, that's really, really, really important for us to try to tap into. Yeah, that's that's crucial. I, I know throughout my career, I realized more and more uh, how big psychology plays into it and how if you're not focusing on that person's mindset, if you don't have uh, what they're trying to get out of this in their in your mind, you start making cookie cutter yep. things and you get off track. And then that's why clients and trainers will right. Each other. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think I think understanding yeah. the why and, you know, communicating the why to your clients um, is, is really, really important because it, it, yeah. it all, it all kind of intertwines to say, you know, well, I don't like this exercise. Like, you know, why are we, why are we doing this? And, and that's when, yeah. that's when yep. you can say, well, this is the reason why um, because yep. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. So then like sometimes those progressions and regressions are very common sense. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is too hard. Let me make it a little easier. Maybe I won't go as low or whatever the, uh, reason is or whatever you come up with to make it easier or harder. But what do you say to somebody where there's, it's not kind of common sense. It's like they go in, they're like, okay, I don't, I, this feels really mm. hard, but I don't know if it's too hard or what, what, where do I go? How do I know whether I need to progress or regress? Right. And I, I, I think that that's where, um, you know, you really t- kind of take a step back and say, you know, what, you know, it all goes back to the why, you know, I think complication can come to the fold when things like injuries or, you know, compensation patterns start to come into play. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, noticing a, an issue with the squat and, 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 and depth. Um, and, you know, the first thing that many of us would look at would be say, Hey, you know, Oh, obviously there's a hip issue or, you know, obviously maybe it's, it's, a, it's a knee issue, you know, when in reality, um, it can all like come from the ankle and, and, and our same thing with like a, um, a lunge variation. Um, I, I see so many times that lunges, squats, um, you know, lower body movements in general are just so bothersome to people because it's not from the hip, it's not from the knee, but it's from that ankle joint being so unstable. 
Um, So it's, I think it really just goes back to, all right, I got to really, really, really tap into, you know, what's going on here. Like, why is this happening? Um, And really just being educated on, you know, how things are supposed to look, um, how things are supposed to feel, uh, things like that. Yeah. It, it, it seems like kind of touching on a point before, um, again, you know how you were mentioning some of the goals that 100%. people have, like whether, um, you know, playing with their kids or I feel like the people who are looking for fat yeah. loss sometimes can get caught more in this cycle of yes. pushing uh, and not wanting to yes. regress necessarily 100%. and maybe pushing for that progression um, you know that that's that's actually a really really good point you know um a lot of people that you know i've seen i'm sure that you've seen steven um they come in and you know they just want to get their tail whipped essentially and yep. you know they want to lose weight and you know it's it's one of those things where yeah we 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 want that for them because that's a big goal of theirs but when things arise along the way that are markers or, you know, red flags to us as far as, you know, technique breakdown, um, those need to be addressed. And if, if they, if they're not addressed, then they might not have issues right then and there, but at some point down the road, that's going to rear its head. And um, that's the last thing we want for a client is to get injured. And that's why this whole concept of progression and regression is so important because Yes, I know that this person might want to lose weight, but if you don't have great technique, if you don't have good movement mechanics, maybe not right now, maybe not a year from now, but down the road, there's going to be some breakdown because of that, you know, lack of technique. And that's why, you know, slowly but surely, you've got to make sure that you have good movement and, um, you know, you got to be patient. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm a very impatient person. Uh, You know, I want everything (laughs) now, but... You know, when it comes to movement, um, you've got to really, really be careful. Yeah, it, it seems like when the when we have that mentality of no, we need to progress, we right. can't regress right. here. Um, two things happen. I at least that I've noticed. It's it's psychological, yep. where psychologically the workouts become so tough that they're like, you know what, I can't physically no. maintain this. Uh, and and they, it, it's overwhelming yep. to them, and they they end up yo-yoing oh, back yep. after yep. a couple months. And then the other thing is injury, like you mentioned, where it's like now they're pushing, pushing, but they're not respecting their body's movement, and now they're sitting on the sofa again because they're right, injured. right. And I, I think <laughs> one of the best examples of of this would be, um, you know, obviously with 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 you know, say fat loss or whatever the case might be. The goal is to, to is to move and, you know, is to burn calories and all that stuff. So trying to get as many, um, not to get too crazy technically science here, but, you know, as many compound movements as, as you can get in there, meaning, you know, multi-joint, you know, uh, upper body, lower body combination. And the, the most common thing that I see that's an issue with people is some things that are overhead. I mean, like the, the yeah. overhead stuff is just it can get real dicey and it's because of the over, you know, worked, you know, say chest area or that lat area. And those areas are really, you know, pulling that shoulder joint forward. And it's the, the underdeveloped muscles of the upper back and um, you know, things like that, that 
really cause issues with the overhead stuff. So I, I think that one of the most common things, at least that I see, I mean, you can, you can kind of attest to this if you, if you, if you want, but is that, is that yeah. overhead movement, you know, just gotta be really careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see, I agree with you a hundred percent. I feel you like it's the American oh, posture that puts us out of our, our ability to have right. that overhead. And it's like, you, we, I feel like that more than anything, if people are doing that at mm-hmm. their houses, they need to be very hyper vigilant about, okay, am I truly right. getting this? If I look in the mirror, does this yes. look like the person? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I love overhead movement, but um, I tend, especially with stuff like this, where, you know, you're programming or, you know, you're doing stuff on your own. Um, I, I actually shy away from it because I just know that it's, 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 it's going down a, uh, a path that's probably not going to lead to good things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just something to be hyper vigilant about and, and to not, uh, to take light. Absolutely. Not to take light. Absolutely. So I think that, yeah. you know, in regards to regression and progression, um, it's just, you know, with being at home, it's, it's having feedback from your mirror. Um, if you have one, as far as, you know, does this, this, this look right. So, so if you have a mirror, if you have something like that, where you can get a visual from, that's really important. Um, and then I also think that if you have a, a good idea of what technique looks like, or, um, you know, go with that from a knowledge standpoint, and then from a feel standpoint, from an internal standpoint, um, just really being tapped into all of those factors are really going to help you with you know, this idea of regression and pre- progression. Yeah, that's, that's a very nice tie in. Um, I, a couple of things I wanted to ask and to, and then we can kind of end it off there, but uh, strategies, we kind of right. touched on that really. Um, and, but you, you know, is there anything you would like to add to strategies or is there anything you'd like to say um, about progression, regression that we haven't already? I would say on? from a strategy standpoint, um, you know, it, it really comes down to, you know, education, like knowing what's right and knowing what's wrong. Um, And a a lot of that, you know, you can get from, you know, reputable sources on online, Um, obviously going to a a, a reputable trainer, um, you know, things like that. But just I think the main thing that if, if you don't have a good knowledge base of how to move, it's just really tapping into, you know, does this feel right? I think a lot of us can, can, can attest to, you know, that we can infer what's actually pain and what's not pain. And I think that understanding what those, the, 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 the thin red line between what's pain and not pain is really, really important, especially when you're doing home stuff. Because again, a lot of those feedback loops that you get, say, if you're working with a trainer, you're in a group exercise class, um, you know, or whatever, they're just not there. So, really just listening to your body um, from that standpoint is, is really, really important. Um, you know, from, 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 from my standpoint, it's always really boiled down to education that I received in college and mentorships mm-hmm. and things like that, that, that helped shape what I deem as proper technique. Um, but again, a lot of these people don't have that knowledge base. Um, and it's really kind of just feeling out, you know, exercises and making sure that things feel good. Yeah, I, I think that's a really powerful thing. I really like what you said, where it, it comes down to right. how you're feeling, even if you don't have that knowledge base, which is right. very powerful. Um, if, if you think, okay, you know, this feels bad. And I always tell my clients, like, hey, it, joint pain no. is not 
no, no. <laughs> and muscle pain. Okay, if there's muscle burning. Right. I'm fine and, with and, that. But right, and being able to, to distinguish, you know, what that is. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I, it's really important to understand that, you know, muscle pain and burning is fine, but you know, when you start getting, say tingling sensations you know um mm, yep. say in your elbow or in your fingers that haven't really you know come about before um that's and and, and they and they and they persist you know for a longer period of time you know say for a week um that's probably not good and uh, yeah. you know <laughs> a lot of times people will be like oh my elbow's hurting or my 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 fingers are hurting and they'll think that it's either their elbows or their fingers when in fact, and you know this, Steven, um, yep. it, it's, yeah. it, 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 that's kind of referred pain and that could be coming from their shoulder or coming from their neck. Um, you know, really at all, it, a lot of the times that, that, that kind of stuff boils down to, all right, I got to really think about what my nerve pathways are here. Where does, where does this, or does this originate? Yep. All right. Well, okay. This is, this originates in my yep. neck or this originates in my shoulder. That's why I'm feeling you know, my elbow or my fingers, or, you know, I, I'm really feeling, you know, the back of my knee and it kind of goes down into my foot. You know, why is that? Well, that's more than likely referred pain. It's coming from your back. Um, so I think that's really, really important to understand. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Cause a lot of people will think that that nerve referred pain is coming, like you said, from where you're feeling it, but really it's coming up. Right. The, it's your posture. And it's deficient posture. Exactly. I think another thing that I want to touch upon is, um, you know, obviously at home, like I mentioned earlier, you you know, you're not going to have dumbbells for the most part. You're not going to have kettlebells. You're not going to have all the nice fancy machines that you have at home. Um, So things that I would recommend, and Stephen, again, jump in here, um, you know, whenever, you know, you feel like it as far as if I don't mention some of the things that you can use at home, um, making disposal of things like, you know, empty laundry detergent, um, you know, bottles and, and filling those up with water. Um, you can use that as, you know, say a modified dumbbell, um, you know, things like towels or, um, you know, uh, what we call at trainers calls valve slides, which we both know are very, <laughs> it's a very good marketing ploy for furniture movers. Um, using exactly. something like those on say a tile surface or a hardwood surface, um, for things like, you know, uh, a hamstring curl or um, something like an ab- abdominal movement or, you know, like a lateral lunge type things, you know, that that will really, you know, help. Um, if you have those big, almost like a water cooler, you know, industrial size, like water jugs, you know, you can use those as far as resistance, um, you know, like say a broom or a Swiffer, um, not necessarily for things like resistance, but, you know, for say mobility work, um, you know, say thoracic yeah. rotation, you know, upper, upper back mobility, um, things like that are, are, are things that you can really, you know, use you know, the effectiveness is, is, is not necessarily going to be, you know, as ideal as you say you would be at the gym, but yeah. you know, you're still getting something out of those items. Yeah, I, I feel like also the biggest thing, I, I think you basically covered it all. The, the biggest thing I use for at-home workouts yeah, is absolutely. the tempo of my exercise and, and just yep. even isometric holds or yep. holding a static position and seeing if you can earn it for about absolutely. 30 seconds because, to a minute. I feel right. like it's a really I feel like you know, people think that 
you know, they need to, they, they, they're, they're either in this realm of thinking where it's like, all right, well, I have to get a, this, a strength stimulus, which means, you know, I'm getting anywhere between one and five reps. And if I can't do that, yeah. you know, using a certain weight, then it's not even worth it. Um, <laughs> which isn't the good mindset or it's one of those things where it's like, well, if I don't, if I don't sweat or if I don't burn, you know, 5 million calories and, you know, an, an hour, then <laughs> yeah. it's not a good workout. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that we need to be able to be, um, or we need to excel or be proficient in all ranges and realms of fitness, whether that be, you know, strength or, you know, cardiovascular endurance or mobility or whatever the case might be. So, you know, um, we might not have the ability to hit that strength realm, um, say at home, because we don't have that much resistance, but which is not ideal. But the good thing is, is that we can hit those other forms of, of, of fitness, you know, by doing stuff like you mentioned, the isometric stuff where you're holding positions for an extended period of times. Um, if you know that you don't have those accommodating, you know, resistance levels to hit that strength realm, guess what? Now might be the time to say, hey, you know what, I really need to work on the cardiovascular side of things and start doing more, you know, capacity work where, you know, I'm doing things for 60 seconds, 50 seconds, 90 seconds, and then having a little bit of rest time after that and getting the heart rate up because I haven't hit that in a while. You know, I feel like now is the time for people to, you know, do things that they haven't been doing, uh, you know, at at the gym because, you know, they need to get out, out, out of their comfort zone. Yep, it's it's almost like it's been uh, periodization has been yep. just given to us magically now. Like we have to yep. switch our programs up, and, and it's probably going to be a good thing for our bodies. Absolutely, and I think that bodies. one of the one of the best things you can do is um, find some sort of an incline or a hill in your neighborhood or in your backyard mm. or wherever, and you know do stuff utilizing that hill. I mean, you know, whether it be sprints or um, lunges or whatever the case might be, inclines, they, they present a lot of opportunity for, you know, exercise. And, uh, I, I think that's something yeah. that's easy to, to go and find and go and utilize. Cool. That's awesome, man. Hey, uh, one last thing. I, I'm sorry. I'm oh, absolutely. No, that's all good. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, uh, within finding the correct intensity for people that obviously kind of ties right into our, right. our progression and regression. But like, uh, do you use a certain scale? Is it a, a zero to 10? Do you use easy, I'm a, medium, hard? I'm a, I'm a big Are fan using... of, 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 of rep schemes. Yes. Um, but I feel like that can get a little bit dicey sometimes because a lot of that, you know, rep scheme stuff isn't necessarily backed by a, a whole ton of evidence on, you know, this is this, this rep scheme is great for this. I mean, I feel like it, it, a lot of it intermingles. So I'm a big fan of, of RPE or rate of perceived exertion. Um, so with a lot of my clientele yep. and they get sick of me asking this and <laughs> saying this and, and Steven, I know that you have a similar mindset uh, with this is, I is do, asking yes. them and asking, you know, yourself, you know, on a scale from one to 10, you know, what would you rate that in terms of intensity? One being that was super easy. I could do that forever. Um, obviously, 10 being that was so intense that I couldn't do another rep where I couldn't get another, you know, second out of that exercise and and being able to put yourself into that intensity range. Um, 
So, you know, I think that RPE is really, really important. Um, but also knowing, you know, all right, what's the overall goal with this particular exercise? You know, am I trying to, you know, get my heart rate up? Am I trying to really push that, you know, strength realm to where I want it to be? And then having the mindset of it being long-term. Um, so, you know, let's say that we have a protocol in place where we're trying to hit, I don't know, four rounds of something. And, you know, you hit your first exercise of say three exercises of, you know, those four rounds. And it's like, all right, I'm at an eight. Well, if you're, if you're at an, if you're at an eight on an intensity scale and that's your first exercise of your first round and you're going for four rounds, um, you know, logic, you know, says that that's probably not going to be sustainable for, for four rounds. So, you know, it's, it's, it's also knowing in the back of your mind, Hey, you know, I got a long way to go with this. Um, you know, I might need to back off a little bit intensity wise. And I also think that that mindset, you know, is something that you need to make sure that you take into account with your own goals. Um, you know, I think that so many people have this short term, you know, I want to lose 20 pounds in three weeks and I don't really care what expense I, you know, what expense I cause or, you know, what, you know, things that go wrong in that, you know, particular time frame. It's like, I just, I got to lose this 20 pounds when it goes back to being patient and having that long-term mindset because, you know, yeah, you know, we all want to get to our goals as quickly as possible, but, you know, I want to be able to, at least from my standpoint, I want to be able to move when I'm 60 and not have repercussions because (laughs) I, I went too quickly when I was, you know, say 20 or 30. So I think that, a lot of people need to take a step back and say, Hey, you know, what's, what's the long-term goal here? Is this something that can be sustainable for the, for the long-term? And I think that's going to be really important. Yeah. And people don't realize also if they're hitting that eight out of 10 uh, and they're burning out, now their body is absolutely releasing stress hormone and you're going to start to cortisol. And that that lovely hormone is not your friend. (laughs) (laughs) No. You're trying to uh, at least not avoid it all together. Absolutely. But you have to Absolutely. Minimize. So I think that, you know, like yeah. you said, um, or you know, like I mentioned earlier, having that mindset of, all right, I, I got to look at this long term. Um, you know, is this sustainable? Is also a really, really important thing to ask yourself along, you know, with, say, you know, am I hitting a particular yeah. rep range or, or, you know, am I what or whatever? I think that's really important. Yep. Morgan, thank you so so much. For oh, anytime. It was it was my pleasure. You. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I, I hope people are gain, gain a lot of knowledge from this. And um, absolutely, uh, I, hope to do I, it I again will definitely be down soon. for for whatever else that you you throw at me. I, I love this stuff. <laughs> All right, awesome. Man. Sounds good. Right, I will talk to you later. See ya. All right. Well, that concludes our first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Tune in for uh, next time, April 17th. That's a Friday where we will talk to uh, Nate Wojcik about running strategies for both at home and also when we get back to the gym and just how to program uh, and also find some good running tips as well. So remember, this is HQ Fit Podcast where we're not just a gym, it's a lifestyle.